Hey y'all, we're back with another episode of The Core. This is Sammy. I'm Awe. Sarah Wong. <laughs> we love it, we love it. Okay, we got Awe and Sarah Wong coming in at the right time. <laughs> and then finally, we have... I'm Blossom. Perfect. All right, we're back with y'all. We want to address something, you know. Blossom and I, we've made it officially, what, 15 months since graduation, I think, starting our 16th month. So definitely over that year mark. And we have Sarawan Awe, who definitely transitioned out these last three months, about to start grad school in the coming weeks. And so mm -hmm. today we wanted to speak with you all about um, how, did, how did we succeed, what it means to, you know, be successful in a PW in PWI environment. So to kick things off, the first question um, would be, you know, how do we as a group, as a collective of four people, what do we define as success? Uh, Sammy, can you define PWI for our audience? Oh, definitely, sure, 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 true, 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 true. So PWI is um, predominantly white institution, um, just reflecting significant part of your student population by percentage uh, would be white people. All right, awesome. Uh, I could start us off. Uh, you said the question is how do we, what do we define as success? Yeah. I think that like everyone defines it a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. um, it could be, I mean, everyone comes from like different circumstances, you know, and so it could be that you made it through and you graduated and it was a tough four or five years, however long it took. Um, it could be you found a job and you, like you found like your dream job or whatever that looked like or that you got into grad school or med school or law school. Um, for me, success was definitely like making it through, but also having the experience that I did. Um, I came into college with my own, like, like, I don't know, just not that I was narrow minded, but I feel like I'm leaving a lot more <laughs> aware of social issues. And I think that being in college really helped me pay attention to stuff just outside of like my self and my family, but also to like the world around me. Uh, and I'm really, really thankful for that experience more so than just like, Oh, I passed my classes, uh, or mm -hmm. I'm going to grad school. I mean, I'm very proud of that too. And you like, should be. I'm, very yeah. much, like, <laughs> I'm very proud of that too. But like, yeah. But it was a lot. A lot of it was like the experiences. Um, I think for me, the way I define success has changed over mm -hmm. the years. Um, so I know in one of our previous ex episodes, we talked about great expectations. So you know. Um, what our parents expected of us as we grew as we grew up, and I think for me, success as a younger girl, a younger woman, was based off of meeting those expectations. So, getting those good grades in school, getting to a good institution for undergrad, getting scholarships to go to those schools, um, and like maintaining this sort of like good girl. <laughs> Um, persona um, that a lot of African parents want you to have, like, you know, you know going to, like, Christian, yada, yada, yada. Um, I think for me now, especially after graduating, going through four years of, like, one of the most self-reflective periods of my time, um, I've realized that for me, success is really just about feeling joy um, and just feeling happiness and that happiness sometimes may be from external, um, triggers. But for me, I think 
I find the most joy when I'm just happy internally based off of like my own sort of like goals I set for myself or my own expectations, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's not based off of like others and what's, you know, you know, my mother thinks or what society like considers to be like the sort of milestones you have to meet to be considered successful which is like you know getting a job well yeah i mean that's no more expectation but like you know buying a house or like stuff like that like that's not really my idea of success anymore it's right now it's just like feeling joy and uh, being happy we love it we love it (laughs) how about you blossom do you feel you resonate with awe and sarah yeah, one million percent. I think for me, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of, <laughs> like, so you got to go back all the way to thinking about, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, in, in college, like I always said, it's not always, at the time, it definitely was a very like, okay, I need to pass my classes. This is how I will succeed in a very objective sense, mm-hmm. right? Like, this is like, you know, you succeeded college if you graduated, <laughs> I guess. I mean, you know, yeah, because C's get degrees. C's like, do get degrees, and, like, even if it's not, even if you've not like done A's and like all A's or like even four GPA, like you, the bare minimum is to graduate. If you did that, mm-hmm. then you yep. right? <laughs> at, that, at that goal. So I mean, shit. But now I think, as I've like, as Sammy said, like fifteen, sixteen months out of college or whatever, um, it's like defining success I think I really like what you said Sarah like finding joy in what you do and I think that's what you know life is and that's how you succeed at life truly enjoying your life truly enjoying what you do and all the decisions that you've made to not only make hopefully you happy but also the people around you or at least for you to be in a good headspace and a good comfortability of about what you've done and continue to do with your life yeah it makes me think and like thinking since I think a lot of like the school year like my senior year and hearing Blossom say about having been more than a year year out of grad uh, of um undergrad makes me feel like or like remember that you know what some things that I got really stressed really really heavily about like didn't really matter like some exams that I was like dang like I don't know like all the stress that led up to it and then like the result of not doing well like that didn't matter like you, you got through college and like no one's ever gonna ask you like okay okay if they ask you then like this is their own problem and they need to deal with it but like if someone asks you like well like what was your gpa like no that doesn't matter like you graduated college and like this is like the proud achievement mm-hmm. and so very much like not just like the specific external validation like oh like you got straight a's no like mm-hmm. the, you know like what did you get out of that experience like you get straight a's but then not know how to like just keep to yourself or not know how to be social and like all this other stuff then like did you is it really successful to you know all, mm-hmm. all that stuff mm-hmm. i will say a little story if you guys don't mind yes I, um, please go for it i think i failed at one specific <laughs> i think i just i just remember to, to this day and i'm just like dang what if and all this stuff because i feel like to your point always like all these social successes that you know you want to have and learn in your life and experiences um you shouldn't put academics before those because that I don't mm. know if that's a real success right so anyway I um for those of y'all who don't know our listeners and viewers we as Hopkins students as black Hopkins students typically annually have a black 
what is it called? A black ball? I don't know what they mm-hmm. call it. The dance every year that the... Um, For BSU? BSU the formal. formal? Yeah, the BSU formal. Okay. My bad. <laughs> we edit that out. I was like, what is the black ball? Yeah, we have the BSU formal, <laughs> the black student union formal every year. Anyway, long story short, I just remember the weekend it happened. I was like, okay, I can only go to one party. I think it was on a Saturday that weekend. And my freshman year... Um, I went to the party on Friday instead of Saturday and because I had an exam on Monday. And I was mm. like, well, I can't go. I'm not going to go. All of my friends, every yes, single one of them got, I went. went. <laughs> it was on Sam, went, you went. Yeah. You remember? I mean, I don't, but... Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, no, because everyone went and then it's crazy because like, I think that was one of the last years that it was like the funnest year, the biggest mm-hmm. year that we all... Um, <laughs> You know, hung out, out. Yeah. like I, for like a lot of us, we were like, okay, we hung out. Yeah, squad deep was like thirty mm-hmm. deep, of, like at least a mm-hmm. freshman at the time. And I don't think any of my other friends ever went again, except for like, you know, un- until me like begging them to go because I'd never gone. Like I think until my senior year, and so I was just like, mm-hmm. dang, like everyone and everyone keeps placing me there. Like, oh, Boston, you remember freshman year BSU formal? I'm like, no, I don't. So it's like those things. I think you can never. <laughs> You can never get back. And I still don't think I did well in the exam anyway. So like, you're just dumb. Like, <laughs> what did you do it for? What was, just, was the reason? Like, I just, <laughs> what was the what reason? Was the reason? <laughs> I, uh, no. I would just remember that that whole, I think it was some dumbass econ class too. So I just remember that that whole, it was a struggle my freshman year. I remember like, oh, I don't. I didn't come to college and socialize. Nah, all that dumb shit. So like. I just know. Anyway, long story short, again, I think that there are different successes and different mm-hmm. avenues of success. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you should prioritize academics and, um, in some cases, social um, <laughs> activities and make sure social experiences. Mm-hmm. There has to be a balance, though. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. at least for me, freshman year and how, like a good amount of sophomore year, I was, I was not prioritizing social <laughs> stuff. Just, like, to my detriment. Mm-hmm. No, 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 for sure. What I'm hearing is like all these things fluctuate. What we give meaning changes because of where we are in life. Because I remember the infamous, read your books for any opportunity we were thinking about, whether they be, you know, um, boys or girls, anything relationship. Study your books, books, open your books, use your books, your books, your books, your books. Blossom, you are one of these people I remember famously. Any mention of fun, we were just like, please, whether it be the dictionary, open your book, read your book, do not do this. Um, because that was crucial, right? Because we were trying to do these summer internships and they unfortunately had a cutoff, whether it be your GPA, did you do well? So I don't want to be like, oh, after four years, Mm. these things didn't matter because that's how we got these freshman internships, these sophomore internships. So they did, they did matter for the time for sure. And ultimately full-time jobs. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. So definitely these viewers, please (laughs) don't say in four years, this doesn't matter. I think it's definitely about increments these things are important um and i think right now i would assess college by maybe three buckets of like that personal growth that awe was mentioning these experiences that blossom is bringing up um as well as you know academics like did you do well enough to get to your next step did you graduate in a four-year timeline a five-year timeline did you get into grad school for example and then maybe that financial planning sentiment that um, Sarah was touching on. Maybe you don't want to buy a house, but did you put yourself in the right position where you're making a certain income that meets your um, lifestyle that you want to have or that skill set that you want to have? Where Blossom and I are regularly talking about where do we relocate? How do we buy a house? Who can we contact? 
And I think everyone's saying like, it's a balance. Like, did you leave an institution that didn't look like you with, in, um, with a sense of acuity on these different topics, right? Where Blossom is, you know, releasing content, you know, check out our YouTube page, <laughs> Blossom Taiwo, where she's talking about <laughs> saving amount of money by a certain age. Are we talking about what exactly what Awe is, you know, meeting different people, having these different relationships and leaving with a stronger sense of self and knowledge? And then where Sarah, Sarah was talking about, or where Sarah was like, life is putting her in a you know public health grad program in a different big city. So that's, I think, you know, success, all these categories. Um, and I think the next big question that'd be relevant, you know, where does success fit in between surviving and thriving in a college environment? You know? Ooh. Because I remember <laughs> freshman year, I was just like, wow, GPA was the enemy of all types of progress. Blossom knows this intimately, where I was just like, wow, this is just not working out. Um, and where I really had to look at opportunities that are typically like out of the college landscape to really balance things up, beef up my resume, and make me still stand out. But what does that look like for everyone? Surviving versus thriving? I think that... Similar to like our definition of success, I think it changes as your time in like in college mm -hmm. goes on. Well, at least for me, it did. Um, I think very mm -hmm. much coming in, coming into college, you know, and everyone is, is it, there's this like negative, like aura in the. I mean, everyone's like really nice for the most part, um, but there's still this like pressure. Yeah, most part, uh, but there's still like this pressure uh, to do well, you know, and. But the thing is, like, everyone has different backgrounds and, like, not everyone had an opportunity to take AP classes in high school or, you know, like, levels of... And so, like, it feels like... It can very much feel like you're just trying to survive and hang in with everyone. You know, it feels like, how do these people know this? Like, we learn the same thing in class, but yet, like, somehow this... I don't know. It, it just doesn't feel equal, you know? And it's just, like, mm -hmm. everyone has different privileges. And so early on, it definitely feels like surviving. And I think for, like, depending, like your path, the path that you're on, I think, like, that definitely affects it. Like, I, do, I have seen, like, a lot of my pre-med friends who have, like, every court, every semester, it's always some, something insane that they have to do. They're like, oh, I need 5,000 hours of, like, office, uh, <laughs> hospital time. Like, oh, wow, like, <laughs> I know you have class too. That's a lot, you know. Uh, just everyone, it looks different. But I think after, like, halfway through college, like, I really started thinking about my future and my own mental health and I'm like it's not enough to just try and survive because like you can't really like hang in here if you're just comparing yourself to everyone and you know there's mm -hmm. always someone who's gonna be getting the best grades you can't like be doing that and you just have to like focus on yourself and like growing uh in your own experiences and saying like where can I like thrive like can I thrive in my major can I thrive in this department you know or like in this like sphere of things like for me like it was the center for social concern and like being in that space where i could like mm. go and work in the baltimore community like that was like my space you know or like in a varsity like a christian community on campus like that's like my soul like i can i can feel my i can really vibe in this space you know and i wouldn't put myself i'm not pre-med like i i'm not gonna put myself in that space where <laughs> i'm like struggling you know so i guess that's sort of what it looked like for me yeah, I'm kind of going off of what Ali was just speaking on. I feel like it is very easy in college to be in a constant state of survival if you are comparing yourself to others. Because you always, like I always say, you're always trying to be 
better than the next person, but if the next person is better than you all the time, it's like, <laughs> damn, I can't ever do anything right, you know? Um, so I think like once you re- you start to realize, okay, this is a space that I don't feel like it's best for me. Maybe it's a certain class, maybe it's your major. I feel like some people have a hard time recognizing the fact that sometimes your major is not right for them. You can let it go, let it go. You know, college is a time for self-discovery. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and when you find yourself like not enjoying waking up and going to class every single day, every week, like you really need to self-reflect and decide like, is this a path that's right for me? What exactly is it that is keeping me in this state of survival? You know? Mm. And, you know, reevaluate that and decide what changes need to be done in your life. And I think once you do that self-reflection and you recognize those obstacles or those triggers or whatever, that is when you can start to thrive. Because then you can create tailored approaches to whatever that situation is and find your way out of it and find things that interest you. Um, and if you don't want to change what you're doing, maybe it's adding new things that bring you joy. And, you know, maybe it's going out into a city with your friends every weekend or it's trying new food or, you know, stuff like that. Just make sure to self-evaluate and realize at what state am I, why am I in this constant state of survival? And when, once you do that, you can um, figure out how to thrive. Yeah. I do have a question if you um I'll wait and Sarah can answer it. Can you tailor your response ever so slightly? Or what what tailored response would you say for people who are like going into online learning? Like obviously you guys um (laughs) (laughs) kinda got booted out of school. Yeah, in terms of college, because you know for I mean Sammy and I didn't experience that, right? Mm -hmm. Online work. I mean that's normal ish. Um, to a certain degree, but obviously like with college is the experience of like oh I want to do this like you said Sarah um, going out with my friends or weekends or doing this doing that like having these experiences how how has that adapted to obviously the condition of state that we're living in and how would y'all say one should thrive in that space versus survive and just you know do their online screening zooms classes, whatever they have to do <laughs> Um, I feel like I might not be the best person to ask because, like, um, <laughs> I saw this one tweet last time that was talking about some the student in me died in uh, March. Yeah. <laughs> she said, she said, I give advice, I take my advice. Um, That's what she said. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and also, just because I don't know when this episode is going to go out, it's September. Um, and I haven't started my classes mm. quite yet. It's September mm. 6th. Um, so I don't really have any tips right now because obviously I actually have to pay attention now that I'm in grad school. It was a little different because last semester, first of all, I was, I was a senior. I had all my requirements done. It was pass-fail. Mm-hmm. I really had no incentive to really be a good student. Um, but I, you know, once we figure it out, we'll let y'all know. But right now... I have no tips for you. I'm weak, always. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think intentionality is important. Uh, and, like, you have to be even more intentional with, like, what you want to make of it as best as you can. Like, before, like, if you're on campus, they'd be like, leave the Hopkins bubble. Like, don't always stay on campus. And, like, 
you have to be intentional about wanting to go out with your friends and like doing stuff you know and like not just making it all about school to sort of give you that experience but now that we're all sort of at home like whether you're in an apartment by yourself or with your family where you grew up uh you have to be even more intentional about like communicating with other people like and trying to make friends in that way and i'd say like try and make it fun for yourself at home like if you have the means like decorate your office you know and like make it a space that you want to be in you know like go all out as much as you Actually. can you know like really go all like i like I already have like my Amazon wish list like all set like for like a whiteboard and like a monitor like I don't know like get everything all set up so that you can like have fun in the space but then uh I'll say like that's like the bare minimum the rest of it you really have to like figure it out on your own uh <laughs> and and it comes through experience because like like Sarah was saying like for us when it happened we were basically done already yeah <laughs> and, like <laughs> Like, I remember I had, like, two papers, or two papers during the semester before finals, uh, and, like, reading those papers, I mean, reading to then write those papers, oh, man, I was just like, I'm Drag. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll figure it out, because they say, like, innovation and all that really comes through, like, these hard times, and before you know it, like, you all will, like, figure out the best way to thrive in this space, and probably, like, I don't know, by the time you graduate, you'll be, it might be, you might be in a better position than than we are who does mm. but so yeah and you can put this over your kid's head and tell mm-hmm. them Remember, back in my back days in my i went day. to school online <laughs> and i survived <laughs> no i thrived not survived i thrived right. sounds like some of us are ready to replace our parents and the things that they say like oh i used to walk 10 miles for school now they say i used to go to school with a virus <laughs> um but i think it's all about like taking power and control and to your point blossom i think this isn't this, this, I hate saying this goddamn phrase, moment that we're living in is just another, you know... Um, <laughs> Unprecedented. In, <laughs> inflaming example of, like, you really are the one taking these courses, planning a four-year plan, or a five-year plan, three-year plan, what have you. Like, you... This is your time, literally. And now you're being told you have to do this, you know, thousands of miles away. Or if you are one of the unfortunate students who are duped to come back to campus for it to be remote, now you can't leave <laughs> your dorm. <laughs> but it's just like, you really do control the course of your future. <laughs> and you have to consider it in light of everything. This is an institution. Not everything's fun and games. I'm talking to my sister right now, who's starting her senior year of high school. She's thinking, I'm going to Stanford. So shout out to Awe. She loves Stanford already for undergrad. And she thinks it's going to be this magical place. I'm going to meet my friends when I move in. All this. I'm like, that could possibly happen. Or, you know, I'd better, right. <laughs> I'd better you, like, have some things that you, some things that you don't want to let go by chance and things that you know you need and carry those values and be ready to like change for for example if something were to happen beyond your control so for students who are still navigating undergrad this is a time where you need to know like if for example if you were like me in seattle schools in baltimore is seattle a place where you want to stay permanently because that's where you're going to be for this school for the rest of your school year consider where you're going to be living even after undergrad something that i didn't consider when i was back in 2015 as a freshman with blossom um these are just another example all of these examples of this is really your life that you ultimately control mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. we typically have yeah. this conversation you know outside of you know all this can apply to an hbcu or any other demographic of a school 
what are the unique things that you know a PWI adds for us, a predominantly white institution, while we're dealing with these things? <laughs> I'd say like resources. I don't know what I haven't. My my sister goes to Howard, um, and but I haven't myself like. I mean, I didn't go to an HBCU, so I don't know what the resources and such look like. But mm-hmm. at PWI, especially like ones like Hopkins, like tons and tons of resources all over the place and like the ability to like study abroad and like like all kinds of stuff it's like it's really insane like for example one that's like really personal like important to me was uh the dmc uh it's like we had a a digital Mm -hmm. media center where we were able to rent out literally any kind of equipment uh for free as a student uh so cameras or like video games or speakers projectors like you name it you can like rent it out and every other week or so i would always go rent out like a camera and like i don't know where else you could do that you know i mean maybe you could do that at hbcs um or like other schools but for me like i was like this is great like i have this access to this and like i can use any software i can use like any of the adobe creative cloud and like i'm like this is great like i don't have to pay for any of this um and so like that's one thing uh that's definitely something like take the most like take away not take away but like you benefit from Mm. during this time Mm. Uh, i know sarah you traveled uh abroad a bunch of like you can quite a bit (laughs) (laughs) um i mean i don't necessarily think that is something specific to an hbcu but you are right that that we probably do have a little bit more resources than most as like hopkins just recently i think it was a two years ago got a billion dollar endowment from it's two billion. So I think the one thing that has been specific to my experience at a PWI is um I think for most people, most people who go to college, you do get radicalized. But I think that's a specific type of radicalization you go through as a mi- minority in a PWI, um, especially in a PWI that takes up space in a black community. There's a, that's a lot of things you go through, um, not just because of your experiences, but also realizing that um, you, you have a certain level of privilege in this city, in this place where a lot of other black men, women, children are, don't have the same opportunities as you do. Um, And your institution is a part of the problem, you know, or may not necessarily be using their platform, their money um, to help um, those communities. I think being, going to a PWR like Hopkins really, like (laughs) Mm-hmm. I I feel like if anything really pushed me more towards public health than anything. Mm-hmm. I really do believe that if I didn't go to Hopkins, I might have stayed on the pub, um, what's it called doctor route. Um, but I think being at Hopkins and then seeing like the effects that the institution has had for decades, um, in the city of Baltimore has really like shaped um the way I view things and um mm-hmm. the way I see politics and. Mm-hmm economics and stuff like that yeah i think if i were to jump in i definitely hear always point i think being 
PWI being particularly ones in Maryland. Um, I don't think we have enough time to discuss this, but there was a lawsuit by I think an affiliation of four HBCUs in the state that sued the state of Maryland based off of, um, you know, funding and allocation. I'm not sure if Johns Hopkins was listed as one of these institutions that are benefited. I think it was a University of Maryland, Baltimore City campus. Um, but that's just to highlight there are allocation differences particularly within Maryland, you know, the state that holds Johns Hopkins, the same school that I think employs the most people in the state. Yes. Um, 60%. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? 60%. I, yeah. I think Blossom is at Walmart. Definitely, but a significant employer um, in the state. You know, one institution in a city, as uh, Sarah was getting to, that has been decimated in many ways. And in terms of public health, we talk about it as like a white L, black butterfly terminology, which describes the discrepancies, differences in life expectancy, differences in health conditions that are separated just by city blocks, by your zip code. Um, we can see this again, private mm -hmm. police, mm -hmm. something that was a topic from, from my junior year up, and I think your sophomore year, both of you, Awe and Sarah, moving forward, where yeah. in terms of being a student and you wanted to succeed, you wanted to do things, you wanted to you know, open your books, study your books, read your books, you also had to pull up to you know, the terrace by Brody Cafe <laughs> for a demonstration that she summoned the BSU had organized or students against private police had organized. Did you want to go to Annapolis, the state capital, to give testimony? Did you want to write testimony and give it, you know, through Google Forms for Chisum and other people to read? You know, these are the responsibilities or, you know, responsibilities that we consider, sir, are for yeah. particularly black students who went to Hopkins and things that people had to balance out for themselves. Yeah. Um, so I think in addition to those benefits that Awe had mentioned, you know, resource allocation opportunities on paper, there is a lot of stress on, you know, not only where I fit in, but like, what am I going to give my time to and develop? Um, you know, Africana Studies is still not yeah. a department of itself. Freshman year blossom, I don't know if you remember, we had, BSU had organized like a whole forum about the, not just about it, but it included it. Our president was like, I'm Canadian. I don't know what race relations are in this country. <laughs> and to that day, in, in terms of radicalization, Sarah, while we were just like, boo, we peeped it. We know it. Literally, alumni from decades ago were like, this is the same place. And I think a professor had given us perspective saying like Hopkins, Africana Studies, Africana Studies Center is like one of the most youngest across the country. And... You know, all these things, right? And if we had time to actually put down our resource and investigate, those are the, you know, tacit responsibilities or considerations that Black students have to go through. And as well as something Ify, you know, loves to bring up, shout out to Ify, slave quarters on that campus. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, it's the first... <laughs> It even right. says it on the signs. They have the signs right. on, around campus that are like, oh, they used to sell slaves on this beach right here that you're about to go right. on a picnic. Like, you know, you're like, huh. And so, like, like even really? though Johns Hopkins himself may have had this abolitionist background or, like, the campus wants to have the history, like, we're owning up to it, mm -hmm. maybe you don't want to go to a school like that, period, right? And so if people are, are listening to us, watching us, considering college, maybe, you know... Um, Consider that too. Like, where is your his where is your institution? You know, been in the course of history. 
right? I think 1970s was when yeah. women were allowed to attend. Somewhere, yeah, very, very recently, recently in comparison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Add black people, I think maybe just two decades even before that, potentially. I remember we as um, black students remember a particular uh, alumnus who was the first black student to be on campus. So it's just like, damn, I think I would have considered mm-hmm. this more, you know, mm-hmm. if I had this hindsight, had this information. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And just briefly in addition to that, uh, yeah, as Sam was saying, it's not just being, uh, if you're black and at a PWI, oftentimes it's not just the academics. It, you know, it is, you are, you oftentimes will be one of few black people in your classes or your major, you know, um, Blossom has some experience uh, being like the only, you said black woman in the econ department or, yep. Uh, and as a result, like people sort of like, you're also like the face also in, in a way, like people turn to you, like I, mm-hmm. we never ask for it, but like they also like, whatever something race related comes up, they like, they'll turn to you and they'll be like, like, what's the answer? And you're like, huh? Like, no, like, <laughs> let me focus on this, you know? And whenever brain. something Don't. like, they're like, Oh, we need to make a diversity inclusion task force. And they'll be like black person. Like, you know, then that's more work on you. Like, no, I want to focus on my studies and, or all, all these things. And what we're trying to say here is like being at a PWI means like we're fighting against institutions. Like, structures that are against black people you know or like just people of color really um mm-hmm. meaning like you're fighting for your place like you're constantly like reassur- like saying like hey i belong here let me focus on this you know like whether it is like uh like yeah yeah <laughs> I, we can go more into that but we could <laughs> definitely, definitely yes sure um in our last maybe two minutes as a wrap up maybe we can share Let's see, we've discussed, you know, how we personally have valued success, right, after we've graduated thus far. We've explained how these things change. You know, freshman year, you could be valuing something important. Now that you graduate, you're like, wow, that wasn't really anything. Or you said like, wow, I'm happy that I really focused on that because that led to X, Y, and Z. Um, Then we touched on, you know, how as Black students, you have to pay attention to like, okay, I have, I come here, I pay my money here. This is like, there's a, there's a sense of legacy and like belonging. Did I really just invest (laughs) my four years into an institution where a president is gonna, is gonna buck up to a student who's like, why are security guards being paid less than a student working at the library? Right? Where, again, slave quarters were on that campus, X, Y, and Z, a center is still not a department where all these scandals a police department was being called upon all these things um maybe if everyone wants to say one final thing about you know addressing because we are black people specifically um how you would talk to black people a black person you know instilling college now what's maybe one um, piece of advice about um succeeding wherever they are um i can start i think for me it was very simply finding my community um um, and for me it was the african student association uh that is what really has been my home ground my anchor for (laughs) um my anchor for for, um a long time at uh hopkins um also there's the reason why i laughed at anchor is that there's a black bible study group on campus um 
And that was also helpful for me in the second half of my um, time at Hopkins. Um, so yeah, just finding a community, finding something or a group of people that you really connect with. And those are the people who are probably going to take you through those four years or however long um, in your undergrad. Um, in terms of succeeding and thriving at a PWI or really any college, I think just remember that you're paying to go there. Like they literally need you in their presence. They need you for their tuition, their bills, their livelihood or whatever. So basically they work for you and you need to make sure that that college is working for you in any regard that you need. So if you need any type of mental health mm. services, you better make sure that college is providing it for you. If you need any type of physical um, services, you better make sure that college is providing it for you. If you need any anything, I mean, like, yeah. it doesn't make sense that you're paying to go there and they are going to be treating you like poop if you feel bad. If people are being racist, okay, Dean, how are you? Come and get that person out of my presence or out of my classes or something like that, anything. And it, even if it's like a teacher, anything. So I think that just making sure that you utilize all the resources and even we talked about study abroad or just like even the D, um, digital media center the dmc if there are um outlets and things that you need and that you want to pursue as a person or you want to try make sure that your college is kind of funding it both economically and either socially or politically or even in some regards maybe environmentally or whatever you whatever have you and so i think that might be another foundation of being able to make sure that you have these experiences and you go mm -hmm. ahead and make sure that you are thriving in whatever you do because in fact that your college is backing what you want to do and that will bring you joy mm -hmm. and potentially like these experiences and make you hopefully overall happy and again thrive yeah 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 definitely like i double like i i, I believe everything Blossom says, like, you should believe everything she says. Like, that is so true. Yeah, understand that, like, college is this this very interesting time in our lives. Like, 18 to 22, 23-year-old, like, time. You know, like, don't just make it about the academics. Like, definitely, like, try and, like, learn and grow yourself as a person. Not just, don't just learn how to study better. Because for a lot of life, you're not going to be, like, studying. You know, like, you're going to be living. And so, like learn yeah. like learn how to interact with people learn about mm -hmm. your own privileges your own identity you know mm -hmm. and what you can contribute to the world uh whether you contributing means like research on like cancer or whatever like yeah sure go and kill it that no, not kill it you know like go and you know own it you know and kill it in that way but like it doesn't have to just be like that's how you contribute to the world like just go and learn how to become a citizen of the world and yeah that's that's really all i'd say like college is a, is a special place to do that mm. and then finally i would say you know i like the idea of legacy right legacy puts us in a perspective of what do you want to be remembered as and not only that you know what do you want to leave behind it can be about do i want to be part of this organization and for example sarah crossing a greek letter organization she wanted that to be a part of her legacy um, it could be about, do I want to invest my time in pursuing this, you know, opportunity to develop something for someone else, for another population. It really is a great framework, I think, about 
you know, dividing your time, your effort, and your values all together. And it really does incentivize you to look at yourself as a person. And as Blossom was saying, these people are being paid egregiously through you being there. And they have to work for you. And even my sister, my sister, as young as she may be on paper, she said to a professor one time, I don't know why you're talking to me like that. You're supposed to do this. And I said, wow. Imagine if you had that energy. (laughs) If I had that energy, (laughs) I'd have been like up and down that counseling center. So I don't care about my GPA. Your job is to help me get something. So do it. And I think if anything, just have that attitude, that energy. No one can take that from you. Yeah. And with that, um, unless someone wants to add something, I think we just wrapped up another great episode about how we succeeded and how you can succeed, too, in a college environment, especially at a PWI. Thank you again for listening and stay tuned for our next episode.